Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Salakata Tiki Barber back here at the Sleepy Hollow Country Club where we're celebrating here Joe Torre Safe at Home annual golf and tennis classic. The Joe Torre Foundation, uh, Safe at Home Foundation, of course, as we welcome in Joe Torre and his wife, Allie, right now. Yeah, this is awesome to see you guys again. I was here last year for the first time, but WFAN's been here ever since the beginning, I think, or maybe the second year. But 21 straight years you guys have been doing this. This foundation is amazing. And as I was reading through uh, the, the briefing, I, I didn't even think about the pandemic and how big of an issue that was for kids, um, for emotional, uh, mental health awareness and things of that nature. How did this thing evolve over the last couple of years from what it originally was? Well, Allie, Allie can give you the nuts and bolts on that one, but I, I, I watched an interview uh, on TV with these two teenage girls and you know, the fact that they weren't able to be with their friends and, and, and stuff because everybody was pretty much isolated during COVID. And 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 they they, they asked questions and this one girl said, um, I lost myself. Hmm. And, you know, it's frightening when you hear a young girl because of all the, you know, the, the, the suicide attempts that's been going on with young people and... Um, it, it it just struck me so much because you know our foundation we have a mortgage place and we say safe at home but when these kids had to stay at home it didn't mean they were safe at home hmm. and and in, in several instances because we were able to um thank you know thank the schools we were able to stay in contact with a lot of these kids and and in a few instances we were able to take uh, young people out of out of a dangerous situation yeah, you know, we had to adapt, as everyone had to adapt. Um, and so uh, we did a lot of digital work then, and we learned that actually the positive was some people w- would rather text and uh, interesting. do uh, feel more comfortable on video, you know, having uh, discussions. But if you think about the adolescent years, it's really about their peers. And that's the, the beauty of this program is we create a community of support around, around the students, and we educate them. And our goal is to interrupt that um, cycle of shame that comes along with violence and abuse. So um, not having that community is really challenging for them. But we're back in action. Yeah. And we have 18 programs going. We um, touch about 20,000 students a year throughout all of our programs. So we're building a great um, advocacy of, um, of students that will become adults, go into the work world, 
and they will be out there preventing violence and yeah. abuse. I, you know, I think this this is such an important, I kind of jumped right into it. Mm. So Joe and Allie, thank you guys for being here again, obviously, as Sal, as Sal said. But I, I think that social media has become a good and bad tool because kids have so much access and other people have access to them. That That's the other layer of, of 2023 that we don't think about with our kids. We think they're fine when they go to school. But oftentimes, it, that's really where they're most vulnerable. They are, and that's why, you know, Safe at Home provides a safe space there where, um, you know, it's non-judgmental. You have a safe place where you can go and discuss your problems, and um, you're not feeling alone. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a scary world out there on social media. We're seeing these numbers. We're not exactly sure where all of this violence is coming from, but... Um, you know, the domestic violence hotlines, they're, they're seeing like almost 100% increase in calls right now. Wow. So it's a crazy world, but we're just out there trying to do the best that we can. And um, I think just providing that comfort and the prevention and education and letting them know what the signs are of going into an abusive situation. We do cyber um, bullying. We do education through all of the access that they would have through other their peers and adults. How do you get the kids to get to a point where they're comfortable enough to to come to you or to let it be known that something is taking place that obviously is not safe or hurting them mentally physically how do, how is it because i'm sure that there's some shame like you said people don't want to come out and, and express what's going on how do you get to the point where you know what's going on and the kids are able to speak out and reach out to get help well our we're a holistic program so we have a safe space within the school it's overseen by a master's level counselor we do workshops for the full administration all the teachers um, we do um, peer leadership and we do school-wide campaigns. And we buy pizza and whatever it is at lunchtime to get them to come into the room right. and play a game. Yeah. Nothing so, wrong with bribing kids, right? <laughs> pizza, I'm in. I uh-huh. know that. Yeah. But, the, but the counselor that's in there, um, really, you have to have a trusted adult. So the two things before you would ever disclose is, is a trusted adult and a safe place. And so students, when they go into the room, they're told that if you disclose, you're being harmed or any else, anyone else is being harmed, then we have to report that. So they can work around that. And it's really about building that trust within the counselor and, um, and their peers. And so um, in, at their time, and we're there, 24, you know, we're there seven, five days a week in the school. So anytime that they do feel like they need to disclose or if there's an emergency situation, we work with, with the administration and we're there. So sometimes it might be, they might come in on, in a seventh grade and not have the courage to really talk until right. they're like eighth or ninth grade, but it's about really building that trust. Yeah, it's right. all about trust. And, and, and I think one of the things that you guys do well is you, you're so approachable, right? You, you both feel, I think you typify what this program is all about. Joe Torrey is this massive name, but you're the most approachable person I, I think I've ever met uh, that's had this had the success that you have had. This event, you guys have so many stars that are here. Swish is here, and uh, John Starks is here, mm. Hank Azaria. All these guys come out to support you in this. What's going to happen today? I know you're not playing, Joe. The wild, Allie, you're, that Allie, means, you're that, playing. That means the game will go along pretty good today. <laughs> I'm not playing. What, what, what can playing. we expect today? What's, what's the day well, going to be like? A little, I did put a little t- uh, pressure on my team members. You know, I said, you better come with your game today. I really want to win. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Have you ever won? I did, actually. Well, <laughs> wow. Look at that. I don't think that's fair that the host wins. No. Well, that's how it all started because back when we had it at another golf course, I went to Joe would play with like Mayor Bloomberg, Donald Trump, um, who else played a 
Giuliani. Ju- Mayor Giuliani. All them. And he would win. They would win every Billy year. And I'm Crystal. like, yeah. this is just not fair. So I said, you know what? I'm they were winning because they were good or they were cheating? Well, they, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. So I said, you I know, these sworn pe- secrecy, by the way. people are paying a lot of money to come play in this tournament. So it's not fair. So you know what? I'm calling my brothers. My brothers came up from Cincinnati. And I talked to them. I'm like, okay, we have to win this. And just joking, honestly. And I told my brother, Stan, I'm like, Stan, you got to come with your game today. And he's not really an experienced golfer. He's like, okay, okay, I got this. Well, he was making 30-foot putts and 40-foot putts. And I'm like, are you kidding? So we won very fairly. Net and gross, we won this tournament. (laughs) Joe, you've been at this for a while. It's well-documented, your upbringing. You know, I've never been here. This is my first time here. It's nice to be here. But, of course, I know the story from years of hearing it. At what point? In your career, did you think about doing something as big as this Safe at Home Foundation? That, that's a good question, Sal. Uh, you know, it was interesting as I, I grew up and I never shared, you know, my feelings with anybody else. I'm the youngest of five children. There's a big gap between me and the next oldest. There's like nine years almost. And my dad was abusive to my mom. He was a New York City policeman. Uh, I was in the, I was in the room uh, when I was eight or nine years old, and my sister was trying to protect my mom, and she had a knife in her hand, and he wanted her to put the knife down, and she wouldn't put the knife down because she didn't trust him, and he went for his revolver in the in the drawer. Uh, so all this stuff stayed inside. Uh, you know, when I come home from school, if his car was still in front of the house because he worked nights. I would go to a friend's house, but I never talked to anybody about it because I thought we were the only family experiencing experiencing it. And I went through pretty much my whole baseball career, uh, you know, which turned out pretty well as far as the playing part. Right. That I, if we lost the game, I felt there's something I could have done better. So there was a lot of a lot of guilt I had, even through my career, and I didn't really find out and was able to connect the dots until we went to life success which was like a four-day seminar uh, about self-help and uh, a speaker one day started started talking and this was right after i was named yankee manager it was weird it was in wow, no- that, it, it was that yeah late. yeah it was in november and i stood up in front of you know all these people i didn't know and I was crying because all of a sudden, instead of thinking I was born with low self-esteem and, and uh, you know, nervousness, it was something that was created in my house by, by what my dad's presence caused. And so we went to New York, Alley, because we always got involved with uh, some kind of young people's charity. Mm-hmm. And she says, what do you want to do? I said, how about... Uh, you know, domestic violence, and, and right. sort of took her aback. Allie's one of 16 children, so she didn't know from, yeah. you know, not 16? having a family around all the time. Wow. And uh, so it was it was her and, and my one daughter, uh, Tina, uh, to, decided they, the best way to do it is through education, and, and that's where we have Margaret's Place. Instead of putting a Band-Aid on something, we're going to try to, you know, make sense to these kids. and. And, and and let them know two things. It's not their fault, and they're not the only ones going through this. Have you done anything in the game of baseball specifically with this because of people? Hey, look, maybe they experienced the same thing you did, mm-hmm. and they're playing, and you have no idea. And now mental awareness is such a bigger thing. Have you done anything specifically in the game today? Well, I, I 
you know, I was there. People knew about, you know, what I did. Uh, we really consulted with MLB when they put their program together as far as, uh, you know, their domestic violence program that they have. And in, in, believe it or not, it, I think it helped my managing because oh, you could see the signs yeah. of someone who's had some issues. And I, I think it, it helped me. Uh, and again, not necessarily talk about specifics unless they wanted to talk about it. But uh, I, I sort of recognized instead of reacting to, to what some players say, I, I was wondering what made them say it. And uh, I, I got a little deeper than I, I did early on in my career. You know, it's interesting you say that because I, I've always thought this about athletes. We think we're invincible. Like, I can drive fast. I can do whatever. I need to be the tough, have this massive facade that nobody can penetrate. But when you're vulnerable, you actually make yourself, I, I think, more, I don't know, approachable and more accepting of anything, right? And so... The vulnerability side of this, we kind of teach our, and I'm talking specifically boys, but this is also applies to girls. Boys are taught to be tough, right? So it's hard to, like, preach against that, but you almost need to in some regard. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not have the answer to everything. Is that is that paramount to what you guys are doing as well? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're gender neutral, so, you know, anybody can find themselves in these of types of situations. So. It's just a matter of, um, like I said, building that trust and allowing them to talk. And, and we work with other programs, Coaching Boys to Men. <laughs> they're now Coaching Girls and Boys to Men program that's been around for 20 years as well, as long as we have. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great work being, out, being done out there, allowing, um, you know, boys to be boys in a way that is okay, you know. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Boys think they need to be tough, but they don't have to be tough all the time. Mm -hmm. you, it's okay. You wearing a World Series ring over there, Joe? Is that uh, I have one in my pocket. Which uh. which year? Now I'm going to preface this by saying I I he have, asked me if I if I have could ask great this. respect for you, of course, but I grew up a Met fan, and I hated all the Yankees. <laughs> you had to. You killed me. You had to. Do you know how much pain you caused me? Which ring do you have here with you? Ninety-eight. Nineteen ninety-eight. I mean, that's—is that and, your favorite one? Well, it—it's. Can I touch this? It's yeah, of course. You sure? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I, you know, the you Yankees know, being, being a Mets fan. There's the jinx. There's the jinx. The I Mets wish, are never winning you know, the World Series because of Sal Lacan. I'm holding the. <laughs> Sal, let me tell you something. You're a Mets fan. Yeah. Then you should treasure me because I hit into a double play in 1969 that the the, the Mets the Mets clinched. So, you know, I mean, give me some credit. Yeah, for well, doing of course, and like I know. I know your history with the Mets, but that was before my time. So you associate—I associate you with a lot of the pain that I endured from '96 <laughs> on. Uh, first of all, it's a great ring. Is that is '98? I know '96 because it was the first one. '96 will always be okay. something special. I think we were underdogs. We 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 overachieved, uh, even though my players didn't know they did. Uh, and it was a club that that never, you know, never quit. Uh, and you know, they we went from a 12. 12-game lead to about a two-game lead, and then the team Baltimore that was following us, we swept them in a, in a series at home. So it, these guys always rose to the occasion. We, we started the World Series down 0-2 at home and went on to actually never lost another World Series game until years later. It was, it was crazy. But, um, you know, I grew up in New York when they had three teams here. Right, sure. You know, you had the Giants, the Dodgers, and the and, uh, the Yankees. So if you were a, 
a fan of one of the three teams, you hated the other two. It right. was automatic. Okay? So I was a Giants fan living in Brooklyn, which was dangerous. Right. <laughs> and you so you hated the Yankees and the Dodgers, and I wind up managing both those teams. So. <laughs> go figure, right, the Yankees and the Dodgers. I feel like this ring is very wearable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just gonna, that's what I was going to say. Like, a lot of these rings aren't wearable anymore. No, no, they, they, it's like this now. You <laughs> do wear gaudy. the rings, exactly. yeah. They're and gaudy. they seem to want to outdo each other every year, whatever yeah. sport it is. Yeah. What do you think about this current Yankees team? It is. Uh, it's look. They're, they still they're still in it. The American League is not world beaters. Uh, Baltimore just caught Tampa, so they're coming back. That, there. That's remarkable, isn't Very it? Remarkable. It feels like they're so ahead of schedule, and we keep saying, "Oh, they're going to come back." They're not. Maybe they're just good. You know, years point. years ago when I managed the Cardinals, I called Pat Riley, who who's a friend, and I said, "Give me something," you know, because I wanted to talk to my team. And yeah. Pat was always pretty creative along those lines. He says. You know, you, you got a sport you can afford to lose 60 games. There's no other sport you can afford to <laughs> lose 60 true. games. So, so you, you add perspective to it. You know, what the Yankees are going through now is tough. I mean, it, it's tough when, when you miss, you know, Aaron Judge. Yeah. I mean, he makes people around, players around him better. Uh, but uh, they're stumbling around. I think everybody uh, is, is taking on probably more responsibility than than they need to. Pressure. You and, saw it with Canley pressure. last night. You saw it yeah. with Canley last night. And, he was frustrated and, and breaking the fan and, and all these other things. And, 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 it's, and all of a sudden you win three or four games and you get your mojo back and you yeah. start heading in the right direction. Look, I think it's different than, say, a football coach. You're playing poorly for a couple of games. You just get yelled at. Right? You just <laughs> scream and yell and you know, make it punitive and it's fine. Baseball managers can't do that. Like, if you were advising Aaron Boone right now, what, were you, what are you telling him? How do, how, how do you approach the team? I mean, you're playing every day, so it's not like, oh, you take a two-day break, you'll be fine. Take this Monday off or this Tuesday. You can't do that. What do you do? Well, you know, Aaron played for me, and, uh, mm. you know, he's, he comes from baseball background. You have to understand, to me, you know, baseball is a game of life. I mean, it's, 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 you play it every day, and you, you have to try to eliminate the highs and the lows and find somewhere in the middle that you can, you can keep, mm -hmm. keep going. And the only thing you can do is do something positive. Don't lie to them. You know, you still have to tell them, hey, we need to get better in, in this area or that area. And say, and, and we can do that. I mean, we've proven we can do it. Look back, you know, in this strip of games and, and stuff. So, you know, that's the only thing I could tell Aaron, but he knows that. Yeah. He knows that. You know, we've talked from time to time when I stop in at the stadium. Uh, he's, he, as I say, he's got baseball background. He knows how to play the game. And, uh, He's easy to talk to. Have you seen your guy Jeter uh, broadcast? What do you think of Derek? I, you know, <laughs> I saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. Well, he's staying true to his, uh, you know, his feeling that he didn't want to put the uniform on again. Mm -hmm. So he, he's out there, and um, he had a lot to say, even though when he was a player, you know, he, he'd he always respond to people, but he didn't go out of his way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when, when uh, George Steinbrenner wanted to name him captain, you know, he cringed because... You know, he didn't want to have to be the spokesperson, even though, you know, his leadership, like yourself, Tiki, yeah. was always by example. Always by and, example. And you, you go out there and just 
you know, follow, you don't say, come on, follow me, I'll take you there. Right. No, you just go out and play hard and let people uh, notice. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised he got into the booth. but no, I, did, no, I was too. But knowing how <laughs> former athletes have this desire to keep touching the game, it's the easiest way to touch the game without actually having a job in the game. Well, it pays pretty yeah. freaking well right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, before we guys let you go, you guys are in 18 schools right now. California, you're in New York, Ohio, where, you, where your family's from, the, the ringers that you brought up to win the tournament. <laughs> um, and Tahiti, which is which right. just like shocking. Tahiti. Let me go visit that one. Um, how do you grow this? How do you make it continue to be as impactful but in more places around the country? And Because um, it's so needed. We all know it's very needed. We, it's needed for adults. It's certainly needed for children as well. What's what's next? Well, we have a plan, and uh, we're looking to scale this program. So over the years, we've put a lot of time and energy into really fine-tuning the program to make sure that it works, doing the evaluation, and basically it's going out there and asking for resources. So um, that probably will be my job in the future. Uh, <laughs> we hired uh, a, a great woman named Miley Zambuto, and she's will she'll take over the foundation on the day-to-day, which I'm really excited about. And uh, we're going to just go out there and maybe go to the governor's office of New York and let them know we have a little competition with um, Los Angeles because we now have um, almost 18 schools in this next year we'll have 18 schools in Los Angeles and we only have five or six in New York so you know I'm really going to just go out there and talk about the need and see what kind of resources we can get to expand it. That's fantastic. What is it what's the process right so a school gets interested in this how do they go about because I'm sure there are principals or other you know, board members and schools listening. How do they get involved and how do they bring Margaret's Places to their facilities? We actually have a really great demand for Margaret's Places in our schools. So the principals are on board. They love the program. It just comes down to the resources. To the money, so, yeah. And then we provide the setup, the training, working with the staff, working with the administration. It's very, um, you know, we can expand this. We can scale it. Uh, we just need the resources. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you for having us out here. For me, it's an honor to be here. I know you've been here last uh, last year, last year as well. Here. For fan, a longstanding tradition. Hopefully, we can continue it for a long time here. Have fun today. You guys do great work. Uh, it's tremendous foundation. Like I said, longstanding relationship with us. So we appreciate you having us here, and thank you for your time. Well, we can't thank you enough for for allowing us and you guys to be here in, in person and. Uh, because it just makes it so much easier. And thanks for, for letting me hold that ring. Sure. I touched Joe Torrey's championship ring from '98. Yankee All right, come on, me. give it back to me. Give it back to me. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, exactly. You got it. Right, well, let's not get started with. I, I can't. Joe bringing a ba- old feelings here. Roger Clemens, so, Piazza. I can't get into that. So, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to That's a whole nother day. Uh, we'll <laughs> yeah. we are, we are not on TV. Guys. Nobody knows. I'm, I'm telling the story. South stole Joe Torrey's ring. I don't yeah. know what he was thinking. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have fun today. All right, Salakata Tiki Barber here live as we mentioned sleepy hollow country club in all uh, in scarborough new york for the joe torrey safe at home annual golf and tennis class we'll take a quick break come back with your calls on the other side t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary oh, 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 O'Reilly. protect your vehicle
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.